The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Guamalasa Sports Talk. 888-346-9144. Let me give you the number right now. In case you want to call in because it's Talking Trash Tuesdays. You know, yesterday we made some moves on Monday. What is it going to be on Wednesday? When is it going to be my day off? How about that? I'm going to take a day off to maybe work on my golf game so I can play in the nine holes trash, I mean, party on Thursday. Call into the show. You want to be a part of the show. You know the show. You know it's going to go by fast. I need to finish up on my AFC, I mean, my NFC West. I got through the Seattle Seahawks, and I got to the Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of the Cardinals, the Cardinals signed a running back. Where's the running back that got somewhat in trouble for the Baltimore Ravens? Where is he? Why is he not playing? Why is this guy not playing on somebody's team? Chris Johnson signs a one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Great deal. I get into that when I get back into the the NFC West. I keep wanting to say AFC West because Phillip Rivers... Signs a new contract for four years. Extension might last out through his entire contract. He'll probably get another one after that. Uh, he's that type of quarterback. Uh, maybe a one-year deal, something like that. After the four years, but he made a significant amount of money. I think it's 89 point something million dollars. It's football money. It's deserving. If he was selling papers, yeah, we'd be talking about a different number, different price. Phillip Rivers, San Diego Chargers, signed him to a long-term deal. Extension. So obviously they're going to stay in San Diego because I think the gripe was Phillip Rivers said, I'm not playing for the L.A. Chargers. Two teams that might go to L.A., possibly, the Oakland Raiders. And if the San Diego Chargers go, which would be criminal, although they need a new stadium. That stadium they play in, uh, even when I played there, it's terrible. It's coming down. There's not a lot of earthquakes that happen in San Diego, but when I was there, we had one. I thought some trucks were driving through my neighborhood. I come outside and say, well, we had an earthquake. I'm like, in San Diego? I said, okay. That fault line is getting further and further into the mainland. <clears throat> but if they do move, I think two teams are going to have to go into the, which will be the AFC. I think the San Diego Chargers or the Oakland Raiders might have to be in the NFC, and we know they're both in the AFC. AFC West, that is. And then the St. Louis Rams may go into the AFC. Ah, it's silly. It's silly. But we may get to some of that. I don't have any rants this morning, but um, maybe maybe I do. Let me see. Maybe I do have a rant. Uh, let me think. Let me think. I don't have a rant. The whole show might be about it. Might be a rant. Depends on how I go. Depends where I take it. Quite a lot of sports talk. Tuesday morning, talking trash Tuesdays. That's what we're gonna call it. You know, it used to be called Taco Tuesday, but since I'm doing, since I've been doing my, it works. You are 
W-H-Y dot MyItWorks.com. Go on to it. Get on the team. Get on the money team, like Mayweather said. Get on the money team and, and get right. I, I'll take care of you. But let me get let me move to this. There is a um there is a thing going around with James Harrison, I should say. Uh I don't I don't see the big problem about it. Should he took his trophies away from his kids. Now I'm gonna read you something in a second. In a quick second, as soon as I can get to it. And I got to it. Let me see. He's not sorry. I'm not sorry for believing everything in life should be earned. I'm not about to raise two boys, his two boys, to be men by making them believe that they are entitled to something just because they tried their best. Now, mm, how do I feel about that? How do you guys feel about that? 888-346-9144. I hear you, James Harrison. I hear you. I think um I think let me let me let me regroup. I'm I'm moving my shoulders. I'm in the studio, I'm on air. You can't see me. I should be on TV also because I got the I got the voice for TV. I'm not that attractive looking, but I got the voice for TV. I'm moving my shoulders so you can't see me get into my rhythm. I hear you, James Harrison. I'm not about to reward something that you didn't earn. I know a lot of athletes like that. And you can make it out to be where you want to be. Uh but all that all that goes to is who makes these trophies somebody's coming up on the trophy scene in the trophy business I don't think you should get rewarded for you're not teaching me anything at all and I'm talking about me because I know me and I, and I feel the same way I got boys they play sports they do different ventures they not only sports other things and there's rewards for them but did you earn them did you earn this trophy? Did you earn this medal? Did you earn this certificate? I feel a certain way about that because I was, you know, just hearing it and then you think about a kid, it's 50-50, you want your kid to feel good. But you also want your, you, to, you raising some boys now, you want them boys to be men one day. And I'm not saying giving them a trophy they didn't earn, but you want them to earn everything they get. To me, I always say this. It is impossible, close to impossible, very difficult task for someone to take something that I earned. If someone gave it to me, you know when you give your kids something? We've all found it. Anyone and everyone that has kids. When you give your kids something, he or she doesn't treasure it as much as they earned it, they worked for it. They won't do it, they can't do it. Because they didn't, they didn't put that leg work and that groundwork to, to, to sweat and blood and tears and, and that sacrifice. And most kids don't sacrifice until they... Until they're raised right They didn't put that effort into it To get it and say This is mine This is mine right here I, um, I work for this I earned this It's impossible Close to impossible To take it away It is impossible To take something away For somebody to earn So you raising boys or Let's say you raising your daughters You raising boys You want to teach your boys To be men one day you want them to strive for more. So if your plan and other parents stay out of another parent's business, raise your kids. Just because I don't want my boys to be on a team that's giving out trophies for nothing. How you going to get the same trophy the winning team got? Are you serious? Kidding me. How are you going to get the same trophy that the winning team trophy got and they won? What does that say about the winning team? Well, it wasn't that important. To me, it wasn't that important if this these losers that we just beat up on and beat up wall might be harsh for some little kids. 
But okay, let's take it to the college. You don't get trophies for winning. You shouldn't get trophies for winning. That makes somebody like me and the people I hang with, that makes me more hungry. I say hungry because I'm from the South, but you might have heard hungry. That makes you want to strive more. That makes you more disciplined. That makes you more catered to your craft. That makes you on the off-season want to go do more, go do a little extra to strive more to be better. You have to want more for yourself. It's okay if, if somebody out there want more for you and they can see the potential in you. I tell, my, I tell my boys, I can't have your passion for you. I'm not waking you up telling you, let's go to the gym, let's go to the field. You got to want this, and if you want it, then I'll go do what I got to do. Can't have your passion for you. I'm not giving you a trophy for being a part of a team. I understand that, James Harrison. I understand that. If you didn't earn it, and I've coached, I, I, I guess I could say I coached on every level, except in the high school, but I coached a lot of and trained a lot of high school kids. So let, let's just go with that. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. That sound, those sound like my words. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. When you're not sorry about something, people always think you're harsh, you're hardcore, you this, you that. It, it's not to their liking. Guess I talk the way I talk. I don't speak the Queen's English. I talk different. I got a slang. Yeah, you right. I almost curse. You right. I do. I talk how I talk. If you don't understand it, go listen to somebody else. For example, Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. This is a global show. I don't, I don't deter away from any listener that's listening to this show. But there are, there are other channels. But if you want to debate about what I'm saying, you want to talk about what I'm saying, you want to argue about what I'm saying, 888-346-9144. That is the number for that action that you might have or that feeling that you might have. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry for believing that everything in life should be earned and I'm not about to raise two, raise two boys to be men by making them believe that they are entitled to something just because they tried their best. Now, trying your best is one thing. I, I want you to try your best. I can fix that. I can fix that. I can appreciate you trying your best. But I'm like, what are we going to do now? You tried your best and it wasn't good enough. What are we going to do now? Did you study your opponent? Let's study him a little bit more. I'm down for that. Sign me up. Count me in. I'm down for that. But I'm not, I'm not going to give anybody some trophies that they didn't earn or some medals they didn't earn. I could teach a life lesson without doing that. That's, that's, that's my, maybe I ranted a little bit. Maybe that was my rant. Maybe that's what it is. So, so let's get on to this. RG3. You, Neanderthal, you. RG3. Now, I'm a fan because I watch you work out. I watch your college career. When I say you need Anderthal you, I'm talking about the words you, you, you spoke, spoke recently. That you are the best quarterback in the league. You know Tom Brady's still playing, right? You know whatever he plays when he ever gets done with this, uh, this, this lawsuit or whatever they're going through in court. You know... Eli Manning is still in the league, who I'm not a fan of, but Eli Manning has two Super Bowls. You know Peyton Manning is still in this league. Drew Brees is still in this league. I'll even go a regular season, Andy Dalton is still in this league, who's winning games. RG3, your best season was your rookie season. 
You've got hurt. You've catered too much to what the coaches say. You don't have to do that. You're the quarterback. These guys love you. They love you. You're a star. They love you the way you are. Kwamala Sports Talk just love you enough not to leave you the way you are. You can't get away with those words to say that when you haven't done anything. Where's your, where's your work? Your first year doesn't entitle you to say you're the greatest quarterback or you're the best quarterback. I apologize for saying greatest. That you're the best quarterback in the NFL. You can feel that way. I mean, here we go again. I can't give you a trophy for something you didn't earn. You can feel you're the best quarterback in the NFL, but then you got to go out there and prove that. That makes sense, RG3. Because I'm looking for you to do big things this year. I, I really am. I'm looking for RG3, Robert Griffin III, to be, do big things this year in the National Football League for the Washington Redskins. But you just can't say those words if there's no, no groundwork. There's no background to them. There's no, where, where's the, where's the, where's the uh, pudding in your proof? You had one good year. I know where the talent is. It's in you. But where's the pudding? Come on, RG3. You can't get away with those words. Can't get away with those words. You know, this, you know the show. The segment's going to move along real fast. So what I'm going to do is take a quick break. I'm going to get me a cup of ambition. That's coffee for you uh, who don't know. And I'm going to come back with the second segment. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. I'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and ray austin are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge we'll even go beyond sports to talk technology current events and entertainment Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art and competition, Surf Talk Show is a place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and entertainment that'll keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. East Coast on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Being on some chips. We go zero to 100 real quick. They be on that rap to pay the bill. Now finish, not even a little bit. Oh no. Welcome back. You hear that engineer DJing back there? It's almost like a club scene. Crumb Lost Sport Talk, 888-346-9144. Look, Sheree Graham, I'm ready to get on the show. What you gonna do? You got a great show going on. I'm ready to get up there. Insidewiresports.com. All my listeners, check it out. They go hard. They go zero to a hundred real quick, real quick. 
Sheree Graham, NFL Operations, NFL Inside Wire, Sports Radio Show host. She'll love her friends. I only got a handful of those. And football. The season is here. I was talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, before I get to those guys in the NFC West, um, uh, you know what? This, this, you know what's bothering me? Well, a few things bother me. Is uh, <laughs> they won't let Brittany Griner annul her wedding or her marriage. They won't let her annul her marriage. Like, here's what happened. Here's what happened, and I'm just a fan reading a reading the paper like you guys. Brittany got married to each his own. Outstanding basketball player, great, pretty good person. The, the people, the one I know, I was in Minnesota, ran right into those guys, the team. But she got married, and in that marriage, her spouse, significant other, her partner, got pregnant. Gloria Johnson reveals she's pregnant with twins. So Brittany, obviously to me, outside looking in, if I'm going to speculate, if I'm going to do a CSI, this, this is what happened if I'm CSIing. They they they've in a, they're in a relationship. Brittany doesn't know about this. I'm pregnant. How could she know? She didn't get her pregnant. She didn't know about this. But then she finds out that Gloria was texting her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend, back and forth. So that would leave me to believe if I'm Brittany, that maybe you and him, you two hooked up for one last one last go. Because I'm with Brittany now. And that can't happen. Brittany Yvette Griner, I, I appreciate the work you put on. I appreciate who you are. I appreciate your stance and, and whatever you do. Uh, yeah, but I'm with Brittany on this one. I got to get that annulled. I didn't know. You told me, you tell me, Gloria, that we're going to have a baby. That must be a conversation. That has to be a conversation that we discuss. And if it's not, then you've already deceived me. Now, I'm not throwing stones because my glass house already got cracks in it. But this situation right here, I, I don't understand when the court and the judge of the court doesn't allow her to gnaw her, her marriage. It's an ugly divorce. I don't know why. They, don't, they haven't even been married six, seven months, I don't think. That should be an annulment, right? Anybody know more than me about that? Call in, 888-346-9144. And Brady was suspended six games. You know that uh, WNBA don't play a lot of games. They do not play a lot of games. Uh, she's with the uh, Phoenix Mercury. But they don't, she don't, she got suspended six games of the season, six or seven games. And that was huge. And I went to some games this year. Those girls are out there balling. And I like people like Brittany and, you know, people like Kobe I never was a Kobe fan, but I respect the heck out of that guy and what he does through adverse, what he does to other people. You know, in this whole time, during this whole trial, then Brittany's emotion. I saw an interview with this. She's actually crying. And, and it wasn't just she was crying because she was being interviewed, because some people do that. Some people for show. Some people for show. This wasn't that case. And no, you know I'm a clinical psychologist. So this stuff I know. I, I thoroughly look into these things, I think. But 
she was actually crying. She's emotional. It was that she put herself through this, the team through this, that she this have to come out the way it is. You know, sometimes in the sports world, that's what happened. We make yourself a public figure. Everybody think they can be in your business. I'm not sure why. I don't know. I should say this part of it because I don't know this. Why the Gloria Johnson just don't say, okay, let's get the marriage annulled? If somebody don't want you, they don't want you. Figure, this is what drives me crazy about relationship. If I don't want you, I don't want you. There's nothing to work out. You pregnant with twins. You know I can't get you pregnant. Got to fix that up. Let's move on to some other stuff. But but that was that was one of the things that bothered me. And you know I talked about the trophy situation. But but you know the number. Call in. Um, Mercury's still on the run. Like I said, I went to a couple games. They're still on the run. They're still making moves. Uh, Sheree, now let me know when you're ready to come on your show. It's about that time. Let's get into some NFC West. Let me finish up on the NFC West because I said the I said the Seattle Seahawks of the NFC West might be the toast what they've done on the offseason, what they've added. Now, when you're a great team and, and you you're gonna lose great players, you're gonna lose pretty good players, and it's for the the financial means of it also. Some guys just want to be starters, so I'm leaving in that case. In that regard, I may leave this team because this team want to make me a starter. And they're paying me to do it. I never want to leave the Cardinals. I never want to leave the Cardinals. But, you know, we got to do all the things we got to do for all the reasons we got to do them. I said the Seattle Seahawks were going to be the toast of the AFC, NFC West. I keep saying AFC. It must be something. My, my mind works like that. NFC West. Because they finished 12 and 4. But you know what? They were playing. They played the teams, a couple teams that wasn't playoff teams. But you know what? Also, those are NFL teams. Those are professional. Those are grown men. You line up to play, you better line, <clears throat> you better line up to play. So I don't like that excuse, and I'm not making that excuse for them. It's not their fault that they're better than other, everybody else. It's their work ethic. It's the things, they, the discipline they put in. It's, it's how you change the rules for a lot of people. And you change the rules so those defensive backs wouldn't maul those receivers. And so the game looked good. <clears throat> you change the rules to make it more offense friendly so you can put more s- seats, more butts in seats in stadiums. You change the rules so Tom Brady and his tuck rule can possibly get another, because the Oakland Raiders won that game, so they can possibly get another Super Bowl under his belt. You change the rules with Tom Brady. If I'm on the ground trying to reach for Tom Brady, that is a penalty. When have that ever been called football? It's almost crazy. So when the rules was changed, this is how you win football games. You put a collective guys together. You have a game plan. It's great that your game plan might be better than the others, but you don't make mistakes. The team that make the, the fewest mistakes usually win those games. Go back in history. Go watch any game you play. Now, sometimes you may have a team that overcome those things. For example, Russell Wilson throws five interceptions in a football game, and they win a football game. That never hap- That rarely happens. But that might be an exception right there because you know what? They got a great defense. That defense that they changed the rules for, so they won't the receivers won't be mauled, had the fewest penalties in the National Football League. Now, didn't I state that yesterday? Yes, I did. Because I heard when I said this, that's the defense that had the fewest penalties. The defense before that, the team before that, 
The two before that had 21 defensive penalties more than the Seattle Seahawks defense. And in my penalty, and in my personal opinion, I think that's who you change the rules for. Now, I said they're going to be the toast. Let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers. Well, the Cardinals, because they're right behind those guys. Because I do want to get to the Rams. If the Rams, who finished 6-10 last year, if they show any significance of an offense, if they resuscitate any part of their offense, they're going to be okay. This is a team that had 40 sacks last year. 40 sacks defensively. This is the team that had that. Now, you watch... You watch what they did against the San Francisco 49ers. You know they had eight sacks in that game. That is a team that moved around. You watch what they did against the Seattle Seahawks. That's the team that St. Louis Rams beat, the Seattle Seahawks. They did this with no offense. Sam Bradford was out again for the second time in the entire season. He was out with another ACL. Now, Sam Bradford had moved on to Philadelphia, having played in the preseason, but I wouldn't play my starter anyway. I know what I have in Sam Bradford. But the Rams, they may have made some moves offensively by bringing in Nick Foles. But I don't understand the situation of Sam Bradford for Nick Foles. Nick Foles, who's the quarterback in Philadelphia, and maybe who, who, tied, who tied Peyton Manning's record for touchdowns in the season. I didn't understand that, but there's a method to some madness between these coaches. Nick Foles from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was coming off injury also. Sam Bradford was coming off injuries. So that might have made it that might have made it a fair swap. The Eagles were at that point was six and two uh through nine weeks. So they were balling with Nick Foles and then he got hurt before the injury. Nick Foles hurt his shoulder. Sam Bradford tore his AC up again. So I'm looking for these guys, the um St. Louis Rams in the NFC West. I'm looking for them to compete for that number two spot. Now, I had the Seattle Seahawks, number one. They finished 12 and 4. The Arizona Cardinals who finished 11 and 5, and that was without a quarterback. They limped into the playoffs. Limped into the playoffs. 11 and 5. So I'm looking for the St. Louis Rams to compete for that number two spot. And I don't know who it's going to be because I'm also looking for the Arizona Cardinals to compete for that number one spot. This was hard for me yesterday on Making Moves Mondays. It's hard for me on Talking Trash Tuesdays. It, it's it, Just to even talk about the Cardinals being number two, when they've done so much, when they've come so far to being an organization that they are today. This is a team, what was it, 2006 or 2008? Cardinals went to the Super Bowl. I believe 2008. Cardinals have changed a whole lot of things about the way they were, and you have to do that. And my, my thoughts to that was you always had to go out See how other teams doing it. Successful teams. Listen to the conversation. I know you're the Cardinals. I know you got a multi-million dollar company business. But something you wasn't doing right. And now you're doing the right things. You're getting players in here. You can get free agents in here. You got Chris Johnson, who I still think he's going to play. Now I know Chris Johnson, the same guy who wear 2,000 yards in a season. Chris Johnson, he believes that he can do that still. Chris Johnson, you're not going to be able to do that in the Cardinals uniform. It would be great. My whole thing about the Arizona Cardinals and their running game, their running tight, is that you have to make a conservative effort 
You have to be consistent in running the football. That keeps the linebackers and the defense disciplined on what you're trying to do. You have three of the dynamic, most dynamic receivers in the game. So use that to your advantage. Just make an effort. If you get one yard, you get one yard, you got to hold them there. You got to hold them there. Then you get in the film room, you look at the offensive line and say, any team, any run play I call, I should be able to get two, two and a half yards. Any play. If you're getting two and a half yards a carry, you got four plays. Do the numbers to that. How could you be stopped? In certain situations, you don't want to go for it on fourth down. Well, depending on how the game plays out and where we are in the game. I got two more segments to talk about this. And I'm going to talk about this, but I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back and do that. Quam Lots of Sports Talk. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Welcome back. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Quamla Sports Talk at 8-8-346-9144. Now, at some point I want to get to this unionized system that we have where the players at, at a certain school... Northwestern, to be specific, to be exact. One lot of players to union. I'm going to get to that probably in the last segment. But let me talk some more on this. Are we clear? Are we clear on the St. Louis Rams and where they are? They are the third place team right now in this conference, in this division. But I think they can fight for that number two spot 
if they show some signs of offense. If they show any signs in this offense that they have, which is they have some players over there. They have some players over there. And and the coaching staff, you look the coaching staff up. You watch some of these guys, and, and these guys were the same team, the same coaches that took the team to uh, the Super Bowl years ago when they played the Baltimore Ravens, the Tennessee Titans. That's their, that's their staff. With a few guys thrown in the mix here and there. But pretty much Jeff Fisher... That's his team. He's familiar with his guys. Now, we're clear on the St. Louis Rams fighting for that number two spot. Right? Okay, well, let's move on to finish up the NFC West with the San Francisco 49ers. Who's a 49er fan out there? Do you know, I find out that a lot of 49er fans and Oakland Raiders fans, more so Oakland Raiders fans, they crazy. They were crazy. Now, by my diagnosis, because I'm a clinical psychologist uh, in real life, in my real life, let me say that, um, they're crazy. The San Francisco 49ers, I said if they win eight games, that is a winning season. And I say this for this reason. Chris Bolin, Patrick Willis, Justin Smith, Bubba Vitron, these guys all quit the team. Their head coach is gone, and Jim Harbaugh, who's a, and their defensive coordinator, Vince Farrell, all gone. Resigned after four years. Jim Harbaugh's at the University of Michigan, his alma mater. But between the two Michigan schools, I'd rather go green. Now, neither here nor there, but I said it anyway, their defensive coordinator, gone. They had a guy, Alton Smith, who can't get right. He's gone. Due to, in my opinion, some selfish reason. But here's what I, here's what the San Francisco 49ers did that it was outstanding. Outstanding. They told Alton Smith, you are off this team. You are off this team. There's no more room at the present time, at the moment, for you here because of the, what you're doing and what you're choosing to do. You're putting yourself before the team. But let me tell you what we're going to do as an organization. We always got your back. You could come out. Whatever help you need, let us know. Or whatever help we can provide, we're going to be there for you. How many organizations willing to do that? How many? Exactly. Now, they win eight games and they have a new coaching staff. And here's another great thing they're doing. San Francisco 49ers. Still, if you win eight eight, if you go eight and eight, that's a winning season for you. But still, here's another great thing they're doing. They are allowing the veterans, the alumni, I'm sorry, not veterans, but the alumni, the legends, to come back into the building. Now I'm not a full blown genius, but I'm close to one, if you will. I do know this. You can't move any further. Than your weakest link Let's say that Now You can't move any further Than the guys who created What you starting What you doing right now Whatever success you have You just didn't have that success That started from guys Who didn't win Guys who's a part of that organization Who made it relevant To them For the most part You cannot Not have Alumni In the building Jim Harbaugh 
didn't want alumni in buildings. Which was crazy to me because he played in the NFL. But he didn't want anyone deterring his coaching or his his philosophies. The guy's not there for that. I, I would I would love to have been, be able to ask a veteran. Let's say I'm a cornerback right now for the Arizona Cardinals. And Anais Williams is able to come in the building. Now, he can come in the building. He's a Hall of Famer because they're not going to say that. They don't want that bad press. Cardinals are all about good press. Some press is, you know, it's not always good. It's not always bad. Okay. I would love to sit down. I don't care who my defensive back coach is for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't care. It's not a disrespect to him. It's me going to somebody greater who's played the game at a high level consistently. You don't become a Hall of Famer by doing something great every other time. You become a Hall of Famer by doing something great all the time. There's a lot of players in the league that do something good all the time. Well, you might get mentioned as a Hall of Fame. But you do something great as a, all the time. You will be a Hall of Famer. So if I got, if I'm a defensive back, if I'm a corner, and Anais Williams is in that locker room, you, you, you don't think I'm going to pick his brain? You don't think I'm going to ask him a question or two? This has no, I'm not throwing shade anywhere on my defensive uh, back coach. When I was playing with the Cardinals, what, when I was playing with the Chargers, when I played with the Rams, guys were, and I was playing with them, guys were asking me, you know, how I would play this. So imagine if I went back. Holla at your boy, you know you know me. They know me in there. Imagine if I went back. They got an opportunity without me contradicting their defensive back coach, coaching style. I tell you what I did. You add it to you what you do. If it works, it works. If it not, throw it out. But don't confuse yourself. Everything doesn't work for everybody all the time. That makes sense. So despite all that is happening with the San Francisco 49ers, if they finish 8 and 8, consider that a success. Now, those are defensive guys that I mentioned that were gone. Those are defense guys that are gone. Offensive players, that key offensive players that was gone, Michael Crabtree, Frank Gore is gone. Frank Gore is in Indiana, Indianapolis. He's gone, uh, free agency. Reggie Bush, gone. No, I think Reggie Bush just went there. So he's not a Frank Gore, but he's there. And for Crabtree, they replaced Crabtree with Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith. Now, I watched Colin Kaepernick work out all offseason at the um, XOs in North Phoenix. He looks good. He looks good, y'all, but with all those pieces gone and the new coach, they probably win six and a half games. Now, how do they win six and a half games? Well, they win six, and that seventh game might be close. That's how I see it. Six and a half games. San Francisco 49ers will win six and a half games, and when will they be back to relevance? I'm not sure. Because it takes time. It takes a few key free agencies to bring in. It takes some veterans on that team to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to work hard on this offseason, what, what, which is what they're already doing. But we're going to work hard together. See, everybody go to a different place because they got their own strength and training coaches, their own speed coaches. Well, 
We're going to choose a time where we can work hard together when it's not mandatory for us to work together. Now we got some type of chemistry. Now the camaraderie is better. It's different. Now I'm willing to fight for that guy across the field for me. I know he doesn't play defense. He's an offensive guy. But I'm going to fight for him. I can fight with him, but you can't fight him. So now that's my brother on a whole nother level. That's how you win games. You come together. You know each other. Now you may say, you may go into your corporate office, your business, your company, and say, I don't care if y'all like each other or not. Y'all got a job to do. Get it done. But how long do you think that's going to last? It's successful for a while because there's a lot of people like that. Say, yeah, you're right. I I don't have to like you. Just get my job done. You don't have to like me. But there has some be there has to be some respectability there. You have to have some type of respect in that conglomerate, in that office, in that office space on that team for us to get our job done. Because if I don't like you and I don't ever talk to you, it might be something I'm missing out on. It may be something you missing out on. That's what the San Francisco 49ers gonna have to do to get back relevant. And I think they're taking the great steps. What they did with Alton Smith, told that guy, we're we releasing you because of all your off-the-field actions, all your selfishness, in my opinion, in my words, your selfish actions to put yourself before the team and yourself before the NFL. Now, you would was, you was hear those words and say, that's crazy. I, I'm, I'm supposed to put myself. Well, then you can find another job because this shield, this NFL shield, it's bigger than the San Francisco 49ers shield, and you're under both of them. You're under both of them. So what are my predictions between the four teams? I predict <sighs> the San Francisco 49ers will win six and a half games. I predict that the St. Louis Rams, if they have any oxygen in that offense, any any resuscitation in their game plan. And I think Jim Fisher, Jeff Fisher is going to get that done. The guy's a winner. Any. They finish 9-7. and 9-7. And, and that's a big step up. And that's a big step for those guys. Because they were 6-10 and 10 last year. They were 6-10. 8-8 and, 10. Eight and eight is, is reachable. For the St. Louis Rams... Eight and eight is reachable, but mm, I'm still looking for them to fight for that new number two position where I have the Arizona Cardinals, but I'm looking for the Cardinals to fight for that number one position where the Seattle Seahawks is. Hmm, decisions. Got to watch how this season go. Remember, the Arizona Cardinals have a new defensive coordinator, a new play caller, but he was on the team last year. He was the linebacker coach. Now, I'm looking for the Cardinals. I'm looking for the Cardinals to win 11 games. 11 games, which means what? They lost five. I'm looking for them to win 11 games, so they lost five. So pretty much the same record they had last year with a healthy quarterback. But in those 11 games, I'm looking for them to fight for that division spot with the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle. 11 games. They were 12 and 4 last year. I'm I'm looking for them to win 11 games. They got a tough schedule early on. They're playing about 6 to 8 playoff teams early. But when you win a division, when you win a Super Bowl, your opponent gets harder. You play Super Bowl, you play playoff teams. Everybody knows that, right? Okay. 
So I'm looking, I'm looking for them to win 11 games. I'm looking for the Arizona Cardinals to win 11 games. The, the, the team that wins 12 games, the team that wins 12 games will clinch the division. I don't think there's going to be in 13 and 3. If there's a 13 and 3, somebody need to do their work. The other three teams need to do their work, get their job done. I'm looking for the Arizona Cardinals, Seattle, win 11 games. Whoever wins 12 games, clinch the division. Quite a lot of sports talk. Let me take a quick break and come back and finish up the show. I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Yeah. Look. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take away from it with the kid and pray for you. I got girls in real life. Hey, welcome back. I wanted that to play out. Good job. They DJing back there for me. Kwame Lassa Sports Talk, last segment, 888-346-9144. That is the number. Should have it by heart now. I had to fix me some coffee, man. Let me give a shout-out to the, the real bird game out here in Arizona. When I talk about the Arizona Cardinals, you you got to know. You got to know about the real bird game out here in Arizona. Those guys go hard. Tailgating, off the chain. Fan support, off the chain. Now, there's a lot of great Cardinals fans out here. I, I, I remember quite a few of them. Even though we had 20,000 people in the stands, they was Cardinals fans. They was in Sun Devil. Those were Cardinals fans. Bird game, the real bird game steps up. Let's move on to some. I had to fix me some coffee. I had to get some more coffee. You know the coffee's not good when you got to put a lot of sugar in it. Something's not right. What's my, uh, what's my other rant? Northwestern players denied request to form a first union for athletes. Now, why is that? Why were they allowed to become to unilize, unilize? Am I saying the right word? Unionize or something like that? Why wasn't they able to form a union? Why wasn't the Northwestern players? Why were they denied request to form its first union between athletes? 
it's crazy because a collective group of guys, you they have to work for you, right? Well, you say they're student athletes, but you put them students first, so they don't work for you. Anybody who knows college football, let's just not say college football. Anybody knows the NCAA, NCAA, anyone that knows how they go about their business. Now, I thought this would have been great. This was a this was a floodgate opener right here. Had this got done, had this got passed, this was a floodgate opener. How are you going to tell me I can't form a union when you working me like a rant mule? When it's time for me to be a football athlete, do you know that's all work? If you're making money off me, if I'm working for you, you're making money off me, it's all work. Your justification is what? I get an education, I get a degree? Well, let's look at that. Maybe Northwestern, and I should look it up, but I'm not. Last segment goes by as fast. Maybe Northwestern graduates a high rate. You know, I'm going to tell you uh, what I found out years ago, so I don't know what it is today. But when they do the graduation rate for the athletes, it's not the four years from the time they went there and the four or maybe five years they got out. They add when guys come back in three or four years. They add that to the statistics. That's why when people want to argue with statistics, I laugh at them. You can make those look however you want them to look. Statistics can be anything you want them to be. You add a few things. Take a few things out. Now, why wasn't these guys able to form a union? Because they work. The trade-off is my education. Well, the education is one thing. The degree is another. Because I can get a degree from there not knowing anything coming out of that institution, which is a crazy place. So you can't say, in my opinion, you can't say these guys are not working for you, um, but I know why you had to deny it. Because if you deny it, you open up a lot of things that the, that the um, student athlete or the athletic student is going to be afforded. Someone, someone is going to have to revisit this situation. And I, I thought, I commend those guys. For even doing something And it wasn't just to be Trendsetters It wasn't going out there And say Hey let's do this We didn't sit in our frat house And say let's do this Let's form a union No Part of it I believe Some lawyer came to him And said why don't y'all Form a union Because he gets to Represent you guys He gets to represent This uh This organization uh, Of Northwestern Student athletes Or athletic students That's a lot uh, With the labor relationships you got me going through this labor? Oh, you can say I chose it? Well, what if I didn't choose it? What if none of us chose it? With the National Labor Relationship Board. They are the one that said they can't unionize. They're the one that's saying the Northwest players cannot unionize. But what if I don't do that? What if I what if I don't have a union? What if I can't what if I don't work? What if I don't do this labor? Then where is your program? Do you know a lot of money comes from sports? The NCAA is a billion-dollar business. Allowing one team to collective bargain would upset the NCAA competitive balance. Are you hearing these words? Are you reading these words? Now, you might not like them because it's coming from me, which is even better for me. You might not like what the words are, but if you read them and you understand them, it doesn't make any sense. It might mess up the collective bargain, the competitive collective bargain through students, through competitive athlete, athletes. 
it, it is uh, it is crazy. But that would have been the floodgate open. If these guys are working for laborers, and where's your football? You don't know how much football, how much money come out of the sports of collegiate players. I'll go back to Ohio State. These guys were selling their jerseys for tattoos. Tell me why it was my jersey. I didn't take the jersey from the university. It was my jersey. They have pins. Ohio State have blue pins when they beat Michigan. But it's against the law. NCAA, it's against the rules, I should say, because laws are nothing. It's against the rules to violate, to make money in, in a situation where I get to benefit. And that's why the NCAA, and that's why a lot of universities, see, I've, I've always liked Penn State University. I always liked Penn State's uniform because they didn't have the name on them. They were just simple uniforms, white and blue, Nittany Lions, white and blue. I visited that school coming out of high school unofficially because my boy Eric Henderson, his brother Rodney Henderson, played basketball there. So I visited there. Well, I think I might have had a, a situation. I won't speak on that, but they simple uniforms. They don't have the names on them. It was simple uniforms that didn't have the name on them. So now when you put the names on these uniforms, you are selling that guy. You are selling his, like the EA Sports game, you are selling his abilities. It is crazy to me that um, everybody can make money off of me, but I can't make money off myself. But when I do, I'm defiant. You can't calm me down. Don't try to calm me down. I was born this way. It's in me. Why would you want to calm something down like that? Because it benefits all of us. But when it benefits me, I can't do it. Ohio State players, I can't. you can't get tattoos because you sold your jersey. That's the NCAA violation. Northwestern student athletes or athletic students you can't form a union because that might mess up the competitiveness of the board of the NCAA I wouldn't know how to handle this where are we going to get our billion dollars from now because if you do that then everyone's going to do that on collegiate levels even smaller schools well something's going to have to change well I'm glad right now the doors have been open there's a crack in the door the door's going to get wider and wider there's going to be some guy sitting next to a football uh, 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 athletic student slash student athlete in his classroom who's going to be a lawyer. He's going to say, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for this. I'm a lawyer. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do also. I'm going to make more money off you than you will with the NCAA. There's a lot of intelligent guys out there. There's a lot of smart guys out there who know how to. It's not even taking advantage of the system. It's taking advantage. It's, it's finding opportunities. It's wording. So if you ever get a lawyer, you ever need a lawyer, make sure he or she has an English degree. Because if you mess up on one word, that word can mean totally something different to me than it does to you. And I can get this thrown out of court or I can get this in my favor. I'll tell you what. Stop putting the names on the jersey. So now what they're doing is taking some of the top athletes on the collegiate level, student athletes, athletic students on the collegiate level, and they're putting their number of the year. Let's say, Kwame Lasseter, everybody know I'm number 42. Number one in your heart, number 42 on the field. Everybody knows that. So what they do is, it's 2015, we're about to go in 2016. So they'll put at quarterback or a defensive back, number 16. That's for the year that I'm playing in. So I can't use that against them 
or they just put a number one and there won't be a number one on the team. That way I can't use that against them. Man, I'm sorry. I have to take all. I am so sorry that tomorrow is Wednesday and I might work on my game so I can play in this party. Shout out to my boy Ed Anderson on Thursday. I might come up sick because uh, it's hot out there. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get better and I'm going to get better. I'm the lone wolf. And I'll see you guys and talk to you guys on Thursday. Quite well, I'm not supposed to talk. I'm out. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.